0: Are you ready? It's time to separate the men from the boys. And get down to the business of sport
1: right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Park Ferme on the Ginger's Perspective. And before we start with Rob Portman, the editor of Ride Fast magazine, what an incredible, incredible race. Those first two laps of the MotoGP race were probably some of the most exciting racing we've seen in a very, very long time, Rob.
0: Uh, it was, and it was, it was because I mean, Lorenzo on the Ducati got a great start and, uh, you know, stuck his neck out of it, something we haven't seen from Lorenzo in a long time. But I think uh, the thought of him being on an Italian motorcycle at the home of Italian motorcycle racing, ahead of Valentino Rossi. I think that kind of inspired him a bit um, for those early laps. Unfortunately, uh, as we know, it didn't have the path to quite keep up with it. But uh, we are epic first couple of laps. I mean, there's a slow-mo shot of
1: say that it resembled a motor three race that initial two laps everyone was in it and it looked like anything can happen you saw Lorenzo go Dovi was going uh, Rossi was in the mix it really was fascinating to watch and it just has delivered another spectacular race where we must say Dovi was outstanding so rode an amazing race but Danilo Petrucci also having an amazing time in Mugello.
0: Uh, there's a massive question mark. You know, you've got the likes of, of Marquez, Rossi and Magali, that you know are going to be constantly at the front, but at Mugello, it's always you know, the question mark is just that much bigger and uh, with a couple of my mates at, at Ridgeway on Sunday at the MotoGP, you know, we always like, have a kind of little bet thing, who's going to be on the podium and, uh, you know, it just took us so long to to decide and, and to finally put our money down and who was going to be on the podium and I went for a, um, in no particular order, a Vinales Rossi Dobby podium and everyone else kind of went with the standard, you know, Rossi, Marquez, uh, Vinales um, and no one really thought of, of the private Ducati or Petrucci or any of the other Ducati riders but one of my mates, um, uh, Derek from Venture Sports, he actually said, he, he put one of the, the privateer Ducati on the podium. He didn't say which
1: rider, he just said there's going to be a private Ducati on and we kind of all
0: going to be good there but you know to, be, to beat the established guys the, the and is going to take some change. so no we're going to go with the established guys and then the race started off but, like you said it was just all chaos and mayhem and all of a sudden this this Petrucci just started chipping away chipping away chipping away next minute he was right there and um, you know you kind of saw Rossi and back off a bit you saw you okay maybe it's just all tactics or whatever and then real yeah, Rossi just struggle to keep the pace, whether it was all down to the bike or if it was more a little bit of, of him feeling the you know the, the the pressures of his crash that he had the motocross crash earlier in the week. I don't know, but he, he definitely battled a bit and, and Petrucci put a great pass on him and then it was challenging for the win, and You kinda of thought, Jeez, if a privateer Bucati can win this, that'll be something special. But once Dobby got to the front you know, i said this car's looking really good and, and you know, to, to beat that Ducati, especially down the long straights and, and punching out of the turn, it's going to take some doing. And they always gave it a good go, but at the end of the day, what the epic went from, from, from Doggy to him. bound out a brilliant weekend for Italian riders in Italy, taking all three of the wins
1: Yeah, I mean, he becomes the first Italian on a Ducati to win at Mugello, which is absolutely awesome. Let's hear from him now. Andrea Davizioso. The sound is courtesy of Supersport. Well, Jovi, congratulations. What a day. You have won your third GP
0: race, your first ever in the dry. And on top of that, you are not feeling very well. I mean, what was what
1: emotions were going through your head now on, on the last lap? A lot, a, lot, a lot of uh, emotion uh, during the race. Uh, before the race, uh, uh, my energy wasn't so good, so, you know, before the race in Mugello is not the best, but uh, there is, uh, we have a big support from Ducati, all the fans, the, war, uh, the team worked very well, and uh, I really wanted the, this victory, and uh, it's a dream come true for every Italian rider, so, sorry. Okay. So Andrea De Vizio, so gets the W, gets top spot on the podium, and that all despite the fact that he had food poisoning, he was not even in those practice warm-up laps earlier on in the day, so a great weekend for him. In terms of the title race now, Rob, we've seen Maverick Vinales, he's the man who's been consistent, he's been fast, he's been able to Almost stay with the Ducatis, but we know the grunt, the top speed is absolutely untouchable from the Ducatis. But Vinales appears to be just that calm influence. Like, all right, Dobby's got this. Let me hold on to second. Let me stay on the podium and make sure I can extend my lead at the top of the standings.
0: Um, You (laughs) know, it is really tough to call, but for me, Vinales is still the favorite. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Like you said, because of the pace that he's shown, his, uh, his maturity, he made the mistake in Austin but you know I think that maybe gave him a wake up call that he's he's not indestructible on that Yamaha because he was starting to really look like it so I think that gave him a wake up call and uh, I think we've got a you know a championship winning Mar uh, Vignoles on our hands and uh, you know Rossi is going to be there but you know I think that Lamar not only affected him in the championship but I, I think it affected him mentally as well because you could see how and destroyed he was after that because he really was on a good wicket. He was leading the championship. He was in for winning the
1: was the second Honda in
0: 13 or whatever so some big problems there for Honda um, so as far as the title challenge goes I mean we've already seen it come from Marquez as well so I don't know how much of a title challenge they're going to put on obviously he's going to be it because we know how fast he is but I still don't think he's got an answer for the likes of uh, especially Vinales and for Davi you know the Ducati is improving every year every race Davi looks really suited to it you know Davi's always been there and he's, he's he's always challenging for that podium and he's always had bad luck though, you know, if you look in uh, Argentina as well, was running in a top five, six, was going to pick up decent points at a track that Ducati suffered at and then got taken out by Spargo so, you know, if you think if he picked up those few points, he would be a lot closer to the championship, so yeah, I wouldn't let Dobby out of the championship
1: just yet, but Now, before we, we preview this weekend in Barcelona, I mean, it's just a, a couple of days and we're back racing. The Binder brothers were absolutely fantastic this weekend. In particular, Darren. I mean, finishing fourth in that Moto3 race. Absolutely fantastic to see.
0: Oh, yes, I, I, I don't know what to say anymore about these, these guys. I mean, Brad coming back from, from the injury and, and the start of the season that he's had, you know, it's been so physically and mentally demanding on him. So... To go out there and to still, you know, come from 24th on the grid to finish 10th in, in that Moto2 category is absolutely epic, um, and I know he really did suffer with his arm that whole weekend, he's still suffering with that arm, I think it's just a case of now, he's going to have a couple of races where it suffers, he needs that that saddle time to get the arm used to, uh, to riding at that pace, but... Epic ride, you know. He's done three Moto2 races. It feels like he's been in Moto2 forever because <laughs> years because of how the years gone. But he's only done three Moto2 races. The first one in Qatar, he finished the twentieth. Second one, eighth. Or yeah, it was eighth or seventh in Argentina. And then, you know, you look at him now at again Mugello, a tough and physical track on the, the, the mind and the body and the bike and everything. And from 24th on the good to pick up another top 10 is absolutely epic. So the more track time he gets, the more physically strong he gets, he's going to be challenging for those podiums sooner rather than later. And as for Darren, I mean, the kid just doesn't know how to give up. He just stuck his nose in there every single chance he got. And, uh, and I, I was very proud of him to finish fourth. I know he was a little bit upset that he didn't get the podium. He kind of misjudged the race. Um, he thought there was still a lap to go, which is very easy to do there because... You can not even see your pit board in that kind of race when you have got 16 bikes coming across the line together. You know your pit board doesn't even get looked at. So a little bit of misjudgment there, but again proving that he's a front runner. He's very much an established front runner now and one of the leading KTM's. You know beating the the factory KTM boys again. And I know some inside information there that that team definitely have got Brad, uh, Darren on their radar. So uh, potentially a good ride coming next year for Darren if he keeps doing what he's doing absolutely impressed with both binder boys and you know our south african heroes
1: do it again for sure yeah exciting times that's for sure uh just to wrap up with what can we expect in barcelona this weekend Uh, we know that the spanish riders will be up for it Uh, marquez will be eager to bounce back after disappointment in italy Uh, could we see lorenzo pushing with a ducati or is it still maybe a bridge too far
0: I hate to put any predictions down on MotoGP at the moment because it is that unpredictable. But I think you'll see the likes of Vinales. Rossi's also really strong at Catalunya. always has been. I think Marquez and the Honda will do everything they can. They'll be up there. Uh, you can't out uh, low. Pedrosa will be good. Petrucci's saying he's aiming to the next now. Batista's saying he's his name to the next now. after another great part at Mugello. So I think there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of guys up there posting really fast times and up there especially the beginning of the race. I think he's going to be epic, but I think Vinales is, is still going to be the man to be. Dobby will be up there for sure on the Ducati. Lorenzo, it's just a big question mark. You just don't know. I think at the beginning of the race, he'll be there again. I just think he battles with overall race pace on the Ducati, especially uh, when the the fuel tank lightens and, and uh, the tyres wear down a bit. I think he does battle. So, I think it's going to be uh, the Vinales and Marquez show with Rossi next in and with Davi. And I think Lorenzo
1: will do what he can. But still, they're not there just yet. And maybe even a Zaka or Petrucci. Who knows? That's the best thing about MotoGP. Rob, what's coming up in the latest issue of Ride Fast magazine?
0: The uh, June issue has just hit the shelves now. We've got the brand new Honda CDR Fireblade track and road tested for the first time in South Africa. So that's a nice exclusive. And then uh, we've got Super GP Racing from Kailami. We've got some custom bikes, um, old school and new school bikes. Another jam packed issue. So uh, go get it now, it's
1: in stores now. Pay your 30 bucks and get South Africa's best motorcycle read. Money well spent, if you ask me. Thanks, Rob Portman, for your time. Remember to catch us on iTunes under the Ginger's Perspective, cliffcentral.com and cs2pc.co.za. So exciting things happening in MotoGP. We'll chat again once we've seen what's happened at the Circuit de Catalunya. Rob, thanks for your time.